This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. For what? The show. Frataloni's <laughs> Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 1158, September 26, 2023. 87 degrees on this day. 1923. Ooh. 27 degrees on this day in 1965. Hail the flashlight, King. Hail you! And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Chris Reavers manning Technology Corner, Kenny Olson from the Krabby Coffee Shop, John Hyde in the newsroom, and of course, the rookie. Here is your flashlight, King. Fireworks Commissioner and the Keeper of Common Sense, your mayor, Joe Sushir. I have been wrestling with a new theory that says something to the effect that common sense is no longer a possibility in the in the uh, in the bringing about of public works because too many other variables enter the equation and you end up losing sight of what you were talking about in the first place. Okay. You know, you can't fix a pothole all of a sudden because equity issues come into play or what, right. ha- what have right. you. And uh, Jim Wolf, uh, uh, a listener, took a crack at it, and I appreciate his effort. Uh, common sense definition, Sensum's Razor. He's calling it Sensum's Razor. Okay. In, an attempt, in an attempt to help define your common sense link, I did some research which is more than, you know, any of you guys did. Right. Right. Way by far. Uh, I did some research. I looked up the origins of common sense, of which I will spare you all the details, but I did look up how to pronounce common sense in Latin. Okay, Thomas Paine, give it to us. (laughs) (laughs) You can have Rookie say it, but here it is, sensum communum. Sensum I don't know why communum. you don't have to say it. I can. I took Latin in high school. Ah, you okay. took French. Right. Sensum communum. For purposes of brevity, I am shortening it to sensum. And my rewritten definition of your thoughts and words is as follows. Sensum's razor. The absence of sound common sense related to those within the political class who advance public matters which are disguised as something for the greater good but in actuality are for their own personal and ideological benefit. Wow. Wow, we're getting closer. that's perfect. We're getting closer. Exception to Sensum's Razor, a.k.a. windmilling. The inconvenient, unintended, and ironical outcome that follows the so-called successful advancement of a public matter that is suddenly harmful to and or in direct conflict with the personal benefits of the advancer. Not sure if this works for you, but I thought to give it a shot. However, you end up defining this. Hopefully, you agree to call it Sensum's Razor. Keep pushing back, Jim Wolf and St. Paul. I, I love it. I, I, I would be happy to call this Sensum's Razor. The absence of sound common sense related to those within the political class 
who can advance public mat- who advance public matters which are disguised as something for the greater good but in actuality are for their own personal and ideological benefit hmm. how can you can you somehow send that to me so sure. i can get that down Um, Because what I have, um, I did copy down from uh, last week. Yours is the possibility of common sense cannot be exercised in public matters because public matters now include more factors than what was being discussed in the first place. Uh, This Sensum's razor, I think, nails it, Joe. This is perfect. Well, I don't think the two are unalike, but I think Sensum's razor, uh, given its title, is the way to go. Yeah. It's a, it's a nice piece of work. Now, let's talk about Sensum's razor for a minute. It could be applied to everything the current government, no matter at the city, state, local, county, or federal level, talk about. Okay. So let's go back to EVs. And I was sent by an emailer audio of a House Transportation Committee hearing featuring our own Pete Stauber from uh, the 8th Congressional District. He's a Duluth resident. Went to Duluth-Denfeld High School, and uh, he got as far in hockey as the Detroit Red Wings organization. Went went to Lake Superior State. Uh, Hail fellow, well met. And what what we're going to hear here is perhaps uh, an example of something we rarely acknowledge or hear, and that is... Here's a congressman uh, actually doing the work of the people. He's 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 in touch with mm-hmm. the people he engaged. Re- he's in touch with the people he represents. He's a northern Minnesotan by native. He's a native northern Minnesotan. He was a cop in in uh, real life. He was a copper. In fact, he was uh, he was shot once as a copper, mm-hmm. if not twice. I'm sorry. He was the victim of two gun crimes. In 1995, he was shot in the head while off-duty by a criminal with multiple past offenses. A few years later, a suspect pulled the trigger at point-blank range, and by the grace of God, the gun malfunctioned. His experience as a police officer solidified his view that more must be done to support law enforcement and create safer communities. Uh, I just mentioned that because he has an interesting background he and his wife jody live she's an iraq war veteran okay wonderful and the first field command chief of the 148th fighter wing together they are the parents of six kids levi luke isaac adeline theo and genevieve now adeline might be foghorned that's no i don't know how does it spell a d d yep i l y n n I think that's inconvenient. Adeline. Okay, out of respect for the fact that he almost was shot twice. There you go. I'm not going to slide. What about Guinevere? What a name. Genevieve. Genevieve. Oh, same deal, though. I love the name. That's old school. In any event, Pete Stelzer. We're a little off track. You people people up north are lucky to have him. And here's Pete Stelzer talking to the transportation secretary, Pete Buttigieg. About electric cars, and it's about five minutes, but I think every second of it is worth our time. Uh, I represent northeastern Minnesota, Minnesota's 8th Congressional District. A couple questions. What is the average, do you know the average temperature uh, in a Minnesota winter? I know it's pretty cold, but I would Well, it's 12 degrees, 
although some of my constituents saw temperatures as cold as uh, 42 below last year. Mr. Secretary, how many states have an average winter temperature of below freezing? It's half the country. Does cold weather affect an EV's battery life, yes or no? Yes, it does. How much can an EV battery life be reduced by cold weather? Depends on the chemistry of the battery and the model that you're in, but uh, it's a substantial percentage of the yeah. uh, EV battery life. 50% 50, 50 or more. And how long does it take for a frostbite to kick in if an individual is out in the cold? Let's say their EV has run out of battery on northbound 35 between Minneapolis and Duluth. You know, I once got stuck on northbound 35. About 30, know about 30 minutes. Long. It's about 30 minutes before frostbite. And Mr. Secretary, uh, do you know the average income household in the district that I represent, you probably don't, so I'll tell you, it's $69,000. And do you know what the average price of an EV vehicle is? Uh, sure, I pulled the latest numbers. The uh, models are starting around $30,000 for sedans. They're getting into the 40s. For According to Kelly Blue Book, the average price for electric, the average price for electric cars was over $53,000. Truly, you're aware July. that they start closer to 30, right? My constituents would have to work a full year to pay for this unreliable car and would barely have enough life over to, uh, left over to care for their family. What is the average median income of a single individual EV buyer? It's $150,000. As of when? It's $150,000. As of when? Uh, I'm just asking because that number is going down each passing year. This month, uh -huh. this month. And how much of a taxpayer-funded subsidy is given to those high-income earners to purchase their EV? As you may recall, the Inflation Reduction Act was uh, set in such a way that there was an income cap on how you could benefit 70, from it. So that the wealthiest people are not able to take advantage of that. But we do wish we had your support Mr. Secretary, lowering you, the cost Mr. of Mr. Secretary, would you agree it's $7,500? Say again? Would you agree at $7,500? $7,500 is the maximum credit that is eligible, and we think that making for the, for the elites for working families to the tune of $7,500 Mr. Secretary, excuse me. Do you think that it's fair for your administration to force constituents uh, to purchase these electric vehicles when they're not working, in, especially in northern Minnesota? Well, the premise of the question is false because we're not forcing anybody to purchase any technology. Can you refer to any particular policy that forces by, anybody by 20, to purchase by 2030, by 2035, you want two-thirds of America's, uh, Americans to uh, be using electric vehicles. They don't work uh, in northern Minnesota in the cold weather today. And I want to just share something with you. Um, Mr. Garamendi, uh, and I agree with him, by American. Uh, last July, you sat in that same spot uh, and answered our questions. And I told you about uh, a concern that I have with child slave labor in the Democrat Republic of the Congo. And I told you that we could mine these critical minerals needed for EVs in the district that I represent under the best labor and environmental standards in the world. But you and the administration went ahead with an MOU with the DRC in January of this year. Well-documented child slave labor in the DRC. Hardly any environmental standards. And your administration chose to enter MOUs with the Congo where 15 of the 19 mines are owned by the communist country of China where they use slave laborers. It's unbelievable that you chose other workers over the American worker. And it's unbelievable 
that you won't allow my, you and your administration won't allow mining here in Minnesota uh, and uh, the United States. Your Secretary of Energy, uh, uh, Secretary Granholm, came to the Western Caucus, and I happened to ask her. I said, you know the, o the only nickel mine uh, in the United States today? She couldn't answer that. Do you know where it is? No, I don't. It's in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan, the Eagle Mine. It's, it's the gold standard. And she's our energy secretary. And do we need nickel, cobalt, and copper for these electric vehicles as we transition? The answer is yes. We need to mine here in America with America miners, American labor. We can do it. The biggest copper nickel find in the world. And your administration just banned it. Union labor, Mr. Secretary, that we want in your administration took the union labor off mining. And not only in northeastern Minnesota, uh, but across this country. Because today, this administration, they cannot give one example of allowing a mine to be opened in this country. And I yield back. Bam! Wow. Yeah. It's the end of the world as <laughs> but we know it. Right there is an now. example of any time good anytime Pete pressed for basic facts and information, your damn secretary had no information. He doesn't uh, uh he's not there to be a secretary of transportation. He's there to be a first. He's there to be an equity agent. He's there for Sansom's razor. He's there for reasons that have nothing to do with uh, uh, being cold in northern Minnesota and having your EV fail to operate. And I love the part where he's asked a question. Congressman Stauber said, do you know how long it takes for frostbite to set in? And, of course, Pete goes, well, you know, I drove. He doesn't care that you drove through northern Minnesota. <laughs> Answer the bleeping question. <laughs> I guess what Pete was driving is if you if you lost your battery on the way to Duluth from Minneapolis, you might have to get out of the car. Yeah, that probably. And then you'd yeah. freeze to death uh, with a gas car. Well, I suppose you could run out of gas. Could happen. You know. Well, anyway, uh, it's just nice to hear a guy doing some work. I, for, for my taste, I wish uh, Pete would have been stronger in just condemning the whole concept outright. I don't want to mine for the minerals to make EV batteries because I don't want government cars. Well, but what he did, though, was point out the hypocrisy of the administration. Absolutely. Absolutely. But that's not why Buttigieg isn't there to move America Wait. In, a tran in a transportation sense. No, but we're building back better, aren't we? I, I don't see how. Mm. Now, speaking of that, speaking of that, the president of the United States... And I would really uh, keep uh, on high alert for audio of Mr. Biden's visit. Uh, he's, I think he's going to Detroit. And, John, maybe yes. you can help me. Is mm -hmm. it today? Yes. Uh, In fact, he and former President Obama are both going. Is that correct? That I don't know. But the same guy. No, this is a different wolf. This is Bob Wolf. Sansom's razor was Jim Wolf. I got an email from Bob who writes, says, President Biden will be making a picket line appearance. He's not going to make a speech or anything. He's going to, to go and stand in the line. Well, As President Biden will be making a picket line appearance, I wonder if he's going to let the union workers know whose jobs will be cut from the assembly line with the government car mandate. Any assembly service 
related to an alternator, transmission, transfer case, fuel tank, brake lines, exhaust, radiator, engine, will no longer be needed. (laughs) I googled where GM's EV motors are built. They'll be shipped in from their St. Catharines plant in Ontario, Canada. I wonder if he'll mention that in his solidarity, solidarity speech with the people of Detroit. Uh, he is there right now, as a matter of fact. Yeah, he's there already. Yep. In Detroit. Yes. And mm-hmm. he's, he's appearing with uh, union guys on strike. Does he continue Correct. to walk out of Do line? Do those guys on strike know how many of their jobs are at risk? No. I, I don't think so. Don't. I think they may be disengaged, saying we're a you, powerful... You need a guy to weld a body together. Mm, nah, well, that's... you have robots for that, I guess. Yeah. There, and I just want you to be aware, there is audio, but the quality is so bad because you know, it's, don't worry it's about being it taken right now. When I meant be alert, I meant yeah. probably for tomorrow or something. Or he, has have... a, he has a megaphone. Does he? And in the still shot, he's holding it. Backwards. How much is him? No. I don't know if it's He's just looking through the wrong end Wait, of the No, I just don't know like if this. this. <laughs> like this? <laughs> Yes. So he's he's no. using it as a mask. Oh. <laughs> as a mask. Wait, I forgot Kenny has one at the ready. <laughs> he's right using here. the wrong end of the binoculars. Well, I think it was someone, and I'm trying to give him the benefit of the doubt, I think someone handed it to him, and, and it was just the still shot of him grabbing it. Yeah, there is a shot of him using it, actually, and it's look, actually you can turned use it the as correct a, look, way. Suits, you can use it as a mug. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Multifunctional. <laughs> Let's. I don't know where Garage Logic has made itself perfectly clear on on what we think of EVs, and there's really nowhere to go with this. We're witnessing the government attempt to ram these down your throat, and again, as we said yesterday, there was Pete Stauber is a guy standing up now saying, has it occurred to you how cold it is? Has it occurred to you the mining necessities required? Has any of this occurred to you? And it's not going to stop people. You still have these precious people uh, who who think that they're, I don't know what they think. They think they're solving some peer pressure by buying an EV. Mm-hmm. They think they're appealing to their circle, maybe, that buy this BS, but they're a dreadful, dreadful situation. They're not. Remember, at the turn of the century, when the free market was much freer than it is today mm-hmm. in, many, in many ways, you had people racing to build electric cars in this country, and they realized they don't work. This is not what the market wants. This isn't new. Smarter guys than this have already done this and said gas is the way to go. Yes, you... To the point where, as you'll learn later on in the program with Mr. Money Talk, Ford CEO, is it Jim, whatever his name is, said... Farley. Farley, thank you. 60 grand they lose. Wait, what? Yep. They lose 60 grand per EV. Mm -hmm. Is that because of... uh, in the manufacture of the EV, you're still paying all these salaries and all these benefits to people who, God forbid, I do not want this to happen, might lose their jobs. That's mm. just... Stay tuned. 
Well, if you got an EV, you better keep it warm in the winter. So that means keep your garage door working, and that means get a hold of Precision Garage Door Twin Cities because that means the garage Slow door. Slow down, work, Reavers. The garage door shut yeah. and keep your Reavers garage warm. Faster, 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 faster. Precision Garage Door of the Twin Cities five star Google ratings. <laughs> Well, I can slow down. I get some really great emails from people who have made Precision Garage Door of the Twin Cities their new guy. You get the whole family. They show up on time. They work uh, their available weekends. They'd prefer you call them on a Monday probably, but they don't even charge extra for weekends. They serve the metro and western Wisconsin, and they take care of everything from the, the opener to the rollers, the springs, and a new door. Boom. In the event you need a new door, or as an emailer pointed out yesterday, the house is for sale. I got to spruce this up. Bing, bang, boom. They put a new door on. They do it correctly. They're, uh, they're, the, they're the new garage guy that should be on your telephone list. It's Precision Garage Door of the Twin Cities. PrecisionDoorMN.com or 612 612- Two six three six nine eight five. You know, the investment game can be awfully tricky, especially in these volatile times. And that's why you need the best and also somebody that you can trust. And that's why I rely on Josh Arnold. We know him as Mr. Money Talk around these parts. And he's here for you. So give him a call today for that free 48-minute no-obligation consultation by dialing 952-925-5608. 952-925-5608. Josh has been at this a long time with a track record of success, and he's here to help you. So give him a call today. No obligation. That's right. No obligation. It's absolutely free. 952-925-5608. And tell him you heard about him here on the Garage Logic Podcast. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Chris Reavers is a paid endorser. Thing. You just got to find everything. You know what I'm saying? This guy wears many hats, just not indoors. Joe Suchere. Big day coming up this Sunday. It's the first Sunday of the month. That means you're going to dump a whole can of sea foam into your gas tank when you go to the sea store for your carton of Viceroy's and your $120 <laughs> tank of gas. Uh, throw in a can of sea foam there that helps lubricate, keep moving parts of your internal combustion engine happy, stabilizes the fuel and preserves ignition vapors so engines start easier. You know what? If you're putting a hot rod away here pretty soon for the season, throw in a whole can there, too. Seafoam's pitch uh, could be don't work harder, work smarter. Let us do all the work for you. Very easy to find. Sea stores, auto parts stores, knack hardware uh, stores, big box, little box, little company, global reach, a miracle in the world of bad gas. It's Seafoam. Say, we've had the Somali prime minister in town. Yes. Prime Minister Hamza Abdi Bare. And he spoke Sunday night at the Doubletree Hotel in Bloomington. 3,000 people showed up. I don't get this part. He didn't take the stage until after 11 p.m. Ooh. What is he, Guns N' Roses? Right. What's going on? Nice <laughs> reference. Yeah. <laughs> 1991. Right. Four? <laughs> well, why why did he wait, I wonder? Uh, earlier in the day, uh, Governor Walls and Minnesota legislators welcomed the prime minister at the state capitol. Walls and Hamza discussed trade relations. 
Was it being being broadcast back in Somalia? I, I mean, no was idea. it the time change? Is that why? What in it God's was prime name? Time. Discuss trade relations, agriculture, and investing in clean energy. He spoke in Somali. Hamza delivered a nearly hour-long speech, to, uh, eliciting applause. He's the first sitting Somali prime minister to visit Minnesota. Well, how many have they had? Right, and how, I mean... It's not much of a country. No. He gave his condolences to victims of the recent Al-Shabaab truck explosion in Beldaween, a city in central Somalia. That killed 50 people. Wow. He's fighting a terrorist group, the Al-Shabaab. Uh... He commended the resilience of the local Somali community and their contributions to Minnesota. I wonder if he congratulated him for ripping us off of $250 million. Boy, it didn't take you guys long to figure out these saps he could have right, sent. Didn't, right? uh, they welcomed you with open arms, and the next thing you know, you put together one of the sharpest food fraud scandals in the history of the country. Bam. Boom. <laughs> $250 mil. Congratulations. In theory, he would be talking to the law-abiding Somalis. Oh, that's right. I'm sorry. In, in theory. In theory, yeah. yeah. Uh, he spoke about Somalia's security, political, financial, and foreign relationships, uh, and he reminded the audience of the country's situation before his government came to office and compared that to where the country is now. Uh, well, I hope they're doing well. Uh, I don't know. He said they've created political stability, a path to economic recovery, and focused on the fight against al-Shabaab. That's the terrorist organization that controls most of southern Somalia. He said they're powerless now, and the people of Somalia realize their weakness. He wanted the attendees to organize fundraising efforts and to contribute at least $1 to the Somali government to support the, to support the fight against al-Shabaab. A buck. That's, you know what? I give him a buck. I'd say, hey, you know what? I left. I'm, I'm here now. Let's. Uh, I, no, I'm here now, but I mean, I give a buck. You want to get your al kebab? You know, yeah. reminds me of food. I'm reading the story in the Sahan Journal. That's and where I'm reading from. I, I, I'm down to the uh, three short paragraphs where he's talking about, and boy, this reminds me of Mer American politics. He's talking about how he inherited an absolute disaster, and he's turned the country around. Mm -hmm. Come and on back. It sounds like every politician that's ever assumed the office of presidency. <laughs> he does have every boilerplate saying, doesn't he? Yes. Yeah, it's hysterical. Yeah, people come in from as far away as San Diego for the prime minister. Oh, that was Abdullahi Mohammed Habi. Okay. He came from, uh, he's been here 34 years. He came in from San Diego. It's my first time to see such a large crowd of a Somali diaspora welcoming their leaders, he said. Do, do we have the largest uh, population in the United States? Yes. Yes. So, congratulations. Uh, he was here. I, I presume he's gone now, right? He's the, not hanging out? The governor had a private meeting with Hamza. Yeah, and Dizik. Yeah. Oh, St. Paul Melvin Carter, uh, who works remotely, must have left his house. <laughs> to uh, to meet Are with him. Are you sure him. he didn't zoom? Fry met with him. Okay. Expected to return to Somalia Monday, so yeah, he must yeah, have he split. Uh, taken off. Oh, yeah. he invited Walsey to go to Mogadishu. Yeah, I bet you. I bet you he won't. 
I bet you Walsey draws the line at that yeah. one. You think he started asking about the accommodations? What are we talking, like a two-star hotel? The first thing he said is, he, that's free, isn't it? That's a free trip? Is it Where would I be staying? Is right. there a pool? Yeah. You got a pond? Is there a guest laundry? <laughs> now, he was also at the U.N., he attended the General Assembly. He delivered his he was he delivered a speech at the UN on Saturday, just this past Saturday, asking the world body, which has done nothing, to help Somalia combat Al Shabaab. Well, good luck, uh, Hamzi, because they don't do anything. Okay, almost yes, said a I different did. word. You almost did. did. Yes. Uh, uh, oh, he met with Sleepy Joe. Did he? Yeah. Was Last he talking paragraph. to the wrong end of a microphone? Hello. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not politics, it's science. Uh. <laughs> hey, Frank's going to join us tomorrow. Right at noon. Frank if you want to go see his show, you've got to go to Amity Acme Comedy Company. Just Google that and you can buy tickets. He's got a Wednesday night show and a Thursday night show, and uh, he's not going to let you down. Do you know something I saw over the weekend? Let me. Uh, Leaves. You went peeping. No, I don't peep. Hmm. That's that's again. That's that. It comes to you. Tis the season. It's leaf people. It season. comes to you. <laughs> I had a uh, an email about patriotism, and I saw over the weekend some film, uh, some uh, video of the uh, South Carolina football game. They were hosting Mississippi State, and in the South, you apparently can get away with all sorts of neat things. You can say a prayer. Oh. You can, you know, you, let's bless the mascot. Uh, let's have planes fly over and let's show the flag. And it's a real outpouring of good old time patriotism. Okay. Uh, you know, and if you did that at the University of Madison, the uh, University of Wisconsin Madison, gonna... you wouldn't have enough jail cells for the people who well, would invoke a prayer. There's a two sides of every coin we learned was it last week or two weeks ago on news from the crabby coffee shop that uh, also in the south if you have romantic inclinations with your cousin uh you can pull that off too that's no <laughs> yeah, problem that i don't know anything no about. problem at all. and he went right to that tab I don't know why he went right to that tab yeah, any loopholes here we can uh, look at <laughs> And I had a great email from our guys in Texas, the uh, the precocious 10-year-old who's now, what, 11 or 12 or whatever, about they went to a NASCAR event. And, oh, right, Texas Na uh, last Sunday. Yeah. NASCAR is a hotbed of flag-waving and God-fearing, apple pie-loving, embracing of America. So it's still right. out there. Got it. Got still it. Still out there. We can, you know, yeah. pick your spots. You know, the, you got that, Pete? Pete Buttigieg, Wedge? Pete Buttigieg? Transportation secretary oh. has never done anything about transportation. We have an energy secretary who's never done anything about energy. Not her particular, just that office. It was created. It's never, it's never created energy. Never. Transportation departments never created transportation, although they're trying to now with the EV mandate. What's the Department of Education ever accomplished? I'd ban that sucker so fast. What have they ever done? Well, they succeed in taking more of your money every year. It's Who was your secretary uh, in D.C.? I was oh. chasing after you. That was Elaine Chow. What was she? 
She was oh, labor. labor. She was labor. Okay. She really she labor. had the hots for yeah, me. Yeah, she was after yeah. me. <laughs> Jennifer would not like that. Uh, yeah. You were very, you were very Isn't professional. Isn't that Mitch McConnell's wife? It is, yep. Yeah, she... Does he, she's she's that's what's nice. confusing settled him. for Mitch. He's probably going... When he does his fall, he's like, she was after Such. She was after Such. <laughs> that old raisin? <laughs> Do you know that AI is going to be putting podcasts into different languages for around the world? AI is, is the most dangerous thing this world what has ever seen. What language do you think GL should be in? Somali. <laughs> Pig Latin. Big audience Pig there, Latin. Cedar I was thinking Finnish. Finnish. Yeah, I'd like us to Finland, be uh, uh, spoken in, uh, I think a <laughs> Finnish language would be, would be fun. Uh, Every those, street is, you know, the Platzen Grande Bezum. Those Scandinavian uh, languages are tough. Oh, they yeah, are. They are they, 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 that kind of stuff. It yeah. sounds like your granddaughter. Yeah, it sounds like your yeah. grandkids. You want us in the Scandinavian language? Yes. <laughs> God, am I easily amused. Yeah. You want to have John Height do something? Nah. Like the news? <laughs> Why not? All right. Okay. Okay, yeah. then. That ends that segment. Oh, I'm going to tell you about that. Oh, okay. Uh, get rid of these phones. <laughs> the man with two phones. How do you know which one to answer? <laughs> because Whichever you got a... one's ringing. Okay, there you go. Hello? You passed the test there, cowboy. <clears throat> I wanted to tell you about Mueller Memorial. And it's because I know them so well. I've known them all my life. They were our neighbors. They're in the third generation of taking care of people at very difficult times in life. But they they do it in ways that are going to alleviate all that fear and all that anxiety and all that doubt you have. Because what happens when uh, uh, Scott gets done with you, mm. you're celebrating a life well lived. And it's... Uh, it's not necessarily novel. People have been doing that for a long time, but it's been slow to come to his industry where you can uh, sit down and counsel a grieving family and point out the goodness that's happened. And suddenly you're a lot less fearful of what's taking place than you would have been originally. It's not a fun thing to think about, but see when you learn about it and he's a good instructor. Right. You don't even know you're being in school. No, he's... Uh, no, he'll take care he's, of it. He's, he does it well. He's well-schooled. Then it becomes less overwhelming, and it certainly isn't frightening. Uh, and they put together... You, you need a bar? They got a bar at White Bear. Yeah, you know, do. we're not advocating you get hammered. No. I'm just saying maybe the old boy liked to go out with a, you know, a scotch and soda. You know, I'm just saying that everything's possible in order to make this a celebration of a life well lived. You can find out uh, everything you need to know. Scott Mueller's the guy. He's written a book, What to Know Before You Go. You can try to still see if that's available, but also learn more at MuellerMemorial.com. That's, you know what, that's an F-U word, Matthew. What was it again? Ideologically? Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores, sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Souchere. Okay, sometimes cyber-stalking is just downright fun. I'm uh, making reference here to moonmotorsports.com. 
uh, you've got to get over there because they've got a lot of great pre-owned bikes in stock. And now, you know, what do we got? A month and a half left? A month? Yeah, let's get out there and ride. They've got scooters, ATVs, maybe a side-by-side, even a sled, all sorts of different brands. So when you hear me talking uh, about Moon carrying all of these different brands, that doesn't even include the great deals on used machines. But if new is your thing, they've got all the newest models in stock. And it's because of that deep inventory selection that Moon can source out some of those hard-to-find machines that you might have been looking uh, for quite a long time. And as usual, the parts, the service department's always ready to take care of you. A ton of accessories, apparel, helmets, everything you need so you can style and profile. Family-owned Moon Motorsports, just off 94, about 25 minutes west of the Twin Cities in Montessori. And on the web, moonmotorsports.com. Here's John Hyde. Thank you, Joe. A plea deal that will sentence a 20-year-old man to probation for a murder he committed when he was 15 years old will stand after Minnesota's attorney general declined to take over the case. 20-year-old Hussein Braveheart pleaded guilty to his involvement in a 2019 homicide in northeast Minneapolis in exchange for treatment and probation. Braveheart's partner in the crime, Jared Osman, who was also a minor during the attempted robbery, pleaded guilty to murder. He was sentenced to 21 years in prison. Court documents say the two planned to rob 39-year-old Stephen Markey June 11, 2019, when he was in a parked car in northeast Minneapolis. Instead, Markey ended up shot and trying to escape, crashed his car into a building about a block away. He later died at a hospital. Attorney General Keith Ellison said in a written statement he would not intervene in the case as the family of the victim would like him to do. He also said county attorneys are elected to exercise their own judgment in such cases, adding they are also accountable to voters for such decisions. Braveheart sentencing is set for October 23rd. Markey's family started a petition last week with the hope of removing the case from Mary Moriarty's administration. Earlier this year, Governor Walls did assign the Attorney General to prosecute a different case, the case of a woman shot and killed in Brooklyn Center, a move requested by the Attorney General, but denounced by Moriarty. A man has been ordered to serve three years of probation for an armed robbery at Mall of America last summer. You probably remember this story. We talked about it. Uh, Cartier, uh, Cartier Troy Alexander, 29, will have stayed sentences of 48 months and 58 months for two counts of first-degree aggravated robbery. Court documents show in July he entered a guilty plea to the two charges, with a third count of the charge being dismissed. A separate case that charged Alexander with another count of aggravated robbery will be dismissed as well. He was charged after a store and kiosk in the Mall of America were robbed last summer. He was arrested by police after someone reported a man carrying an AR-15-style rifle inside the mall. When he was arrested, court records say the gun was loaded and had a round in the chamber. The criminal complaint says that before officers got there, he went into the Lids store on the third floor of the mall, rested the gun on the counter, pointed out various jerseys he wanted to be brought down for him. He then told employees to take the tags off the jerseys. He put them in a bag, but when they started taking too long, he told them to just put everything in the bag and not worry about payment. A worker at the kiosk also told police Alexander had taken an item and walked away without paying. Alexander later admitted to taking the items. The complaint says uh, no word on why this has been uh, moved down to just three years of probation. Well, as far as is this a Mary Moriality case? Uh, with, Mall of I don't America, think that would be, Hennepin yeah. County. Yep. Is that Hennepin County? Yes. And he's and and he's going. He he is. What is his sentence? 
three uh, months, th- three years of probation, three years of probation. Uh, if he, of course, uh, does anything wrong, he would have 48 months or 58 months for two different counts. I believe he if, also he, needs to say that he's really, really sorry. Very sorry. Why, very, why, very sorry. why is this country, uh, why don't we just toughen laws for gun crimes? Well, there you go, Joe. Why don't we? Well, so you commit a gun crime, first offense, I don't know, five years in prison, no no, no haggling. Second one, ten years in prison. That makes too Every, much yeah. sense. And Joe. everybody in favor of that, raise your hand. That yeah. Is, I think we, yeah, see, yeah, we're good. It's well, unanimous. Let's go. Joe, well, why, first we, you, this guy gets to take a machine gun into a department well, store. It's not a machine whatever gun. Whatever the yeah, hell it is. Don't start that again. Yeah. yeah let's not go down that road. <laughs> but he but. takes a weapon into a, a department store and he. Well, the point should be anytime you get some political hack that wants to tout gun violence, just keep this story and copy and paste that's, it. That's armed robbery. This is armed robbery, and he got mm-hmm. three years of freaking probation. So we start with sentencing guidelines, and then we go, you have to stick to the sentencing guidelines. Yeah. I'm and, locking and him up. Yeah. 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 And think of the fear in there, will this guy shoot me? I have no idea what his intent in, is. In GL, oh, we take him to the train station. We never hear from him again. He's gone. <laughs> Joe, uh, John gets that reference. Take him to the train station. Take the last train to Clarksville? That's Yellowstone. Been watching Yellowstone. a lot of Yellowstone. Yeah. Oh, yes. That, you're right, Kenny. I do know that. The body ends up in a valley. The guy yeah. with the... Sorry, I don't want to give away the show. In, but, in uh, Wyoming. In Wyoming, yeah. <laughs> Joe's home state. Yeah. <laughs> I did see several versions of the story, and I was trying to find out the reason uh, for the downward departure, but I could find nothing in any of the stories. Why? Maybe Chris is right. He just said he was very, very sorry. I'm not sure. Have there been any cases in Hennepin County where they have uh, the judge has exceeded or gone above and beyond the sentencing guidelines because the crime is so heinous? Sure. I I can't think of one. Kim Potter. Ah, very good. No, no. She actually that was below. She went. She that female judge ended up going downward. Okay. Oh, I thought it was on no. par. Okay, it was no. downward. Then. It was my outrage that went above and beyond. Yeah. Yeah. Minneapolis City Council member Andrew Johnson announced yesterday he will only serve in the chamber on a part-time basis when he takes on a new job next month. In a letter to constituents, Johnson revealed he starts a new position at a renewable energy investment firm on October 10th. From that point forward, Johnson says he still intends to be present for full city council meetings until his successor is sworn in. His support staff will remain on duty full time. He said his office and he will remain committed to ensuring a smooth transition. Johnson, who has served three terms representing Ward 12, already made it known last year he would not run for re-election. Oh, the roommate had him on speed dial. Every little thing she was calling him and giving him an earful. Was that your area, Ward yeah, 12? Yeah, it was. Sibley Park, which they're renaming to, uh, they're, they're um, renaming Sibley Park to a name nobody can pronounce. A Native American name? Yeah, it is, and that's fine. But, you know, come on, you got to remember, we're having a hard time here. You over there by uh, Calhoun? Yeah, no, east of Calhoun. Yeah. Police confiscated two guns from Roseville Area High School in two separate incidents yesterday, according to school administrators. 
The students involved in the unrelated incidents were detained according to a letter sent to families. They were not in possession of the guns when they were found. The incidents have been handed over to the Roseville Police Department. The school is cooperating with the investigation. A longtime head football coach at Duluth East High School is on paid administrative leave after he was asked by police officers to leave a volleyball tournament at the high school this past weekend. Officers from the Duluth Police Department were called to the school Saturday morning to remove Joseph Hitalo from the grounds during the Duluth East invite based on the concerns of several parents and staff members. Hitalo showed signs of impairment, according to the police department. He voluntarily <laughs> left the school on foot. The district is investigating alleged violations of policies and ethics, according to a spokesperson. He's not been charged with anything reached by phone. He declined to comment. An interim coach is expected to be named earlier this week. He has also been suspended from his job as a Phi Ed teacher. He's been the coach there since 2002. You know, the, the tough part of that one is it was in the morning. Yeah, reached by <laughs> phone. Whoever answered the phone said, he's taking a long nap. <laughs> do, do you blame them, though? I mean, you got the brats, and then you got the brats' parents, and everybody's screaming at yeah. you. Nobody's happy. Hold on, what the hell did he go to a volleyball tournament for? He's a well, football he's, coach. Yeah, he's pre-gaming. Yeah. That's uh, early, though. You know? Good morning's tough. Noon, uh, noon okay, uh, but yeah. you're probably not going to see 10 o'clock. No. You know? No. <laughs> Uh, this is the point where I have to look at my note here that Joe made fun of me for making and tell you we're going to take a short break and send it to our buddy, the rookie. He had to write that down. Yeah, he rookie. did. I just put uh, rookie. Was it ricey-like or suchy-like on a post-it? Now, can well, you, yeah, now you can scratch it off. See? Now you can big cross post-it. it off. Or check. No, give it a check mark. Well, when it's a right, post-it note, can't you just crumple it up? I do yeah. sometimes, okay. but that recyclable paper, so I'm being careful. Yeah. I have other notes on it, too. So. Yeah. You know, after all this foolishness is done, I want to get to the serious business of uh, your home. And if you have an air conditioner, possibly you have an air purification unit or a cooling unit, heating unit that's making funny noises... You want to get in touch with welterheating.com. I had one, and it was making gurgling noises, and I called Welter and said... What did it sound like? And I said, do you know how I can get this changed out? Yes. Guys came over the next day, they changed it out, and boom, it hasn't made a peep since. What's it sound like now? Perfect. Exactly. Nothing. Exactly. Yeah. It's wonderful. And 100 years of experience is exactly what they have underneath their belt. Four generations. You know, there's a lot of funny jingles and a lot of funny trucks cruising around town that advertise, hey, come and get us. We're the crazy guys. We're nutty on your air conditioning unit. <laughs> They're not nutty at well, too. Yeah, he's normal. right. He's They're absolutely normal. right. And those guys have been in business 10, 15 <laughs> years. That's fine. They're probably good guys. But I want experience. That's where 100 years comes in in four generations. Yeah. If you want if, if you want your um, the technician that comes out not to make funny noises, then you call 612-825-6867. You will talk to a live person. You'll make an appointment. But poke around the website, welterheating.com. You might be able to fix what is wrong via their blog or some of their Q&As. Super easy. Welterheating.5960. Welterheating.com. Let them know you heard it on Garage Logic, please. Thank you. Like a nice pen, Joe? I like a nice spam pen. And look at that. Ironically. You're wearing your spam socks, spam I bet. Socks. Oh, nice. Spam a True Minnesotan. Yeah. Here's a guy. <laughs> It's the end of the world as we know it, and he feels fine. 
Joe Suchere. Made by appointment. I'm having Hofferman Water come out. I believe it's tomorrow morning. Hey, Joe, I might be a little late for the start of the broadcast because <laughs> Hofferman Water's coming out to change my filter. Well, you make the appointment that doesn't interfere with working. He does you make an appointment. Oh, don't. I'm at 440. Yeah, yes. I'll take that flight. Comes from Mr. T Time himself. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for that one, Mayor. Yeah. Oh, big home Thank run. you for the assist, Kenneth Allen Olson. Uh, Hoffermanwater.com. That's their website. Go online and schedule that free water analysis. If you've been kind of on the fence about whether or not to make the switch, just have them come out. See if uh, you're in need of a new Kinetico system. I was years ago, and I'm a customer for life of Hofferman Water and Kinetico. It's going to make an amazing difference in the quality of your water. So if you're in the market for a water softener, a new drinking water system, it doesn't matter. Uh, You can see everything that they have to offer on their website, HoffermanWater.com. You can also give them a call at 952-894-4040. But I'm going to tell you, uh, you make that switch and you'll be so happy that you did because you get that system. Your showers are better, so is your laundry and, of course, your drinking water. Get in touch with my friends at Hofferman Water today. They've been servicing the great state of Minnesota for over 50 years. And please let them know you heard about them here on the Garage Logic Podcast. John? In other news, seven candidates now have qualified for the second Republican presidential debate, according to the Republican National Committee. Uh, That's just one fewer than took part in the first debate last month. This debate is tomorrow night, starts at seven hour time. The only one missing from this debate who took part in the first one will be former Arkansas Governor Asa Hutchinson. He apparently did not meet a polling threshold that is required to take part in that debate. Did Larry Elder make the field? No, he wasn't in the last one, was he? No, No. I don't think so. No. Uh, The Supreme Court today, this morning, allowed the drawing of a new Alabama congressional map with greater representation for black voters to proceed. The justices, without any noted dissent, rejected the state's plea to retain Republican-drawn lines that were turned down by a lower court. In refusing to intervene, the Supreme Court allowed a court-appointed special master's work to continue. Special master's ready. Mm -hmm. (laughs) The redrawing of the state's districts follows a June decision by the Supreme Court in which the state's congressional map that was drawn to reflect 2020 census results was found to dilute the voting power of the state's black residents. The map, which was used in the 2022 midterms, had just one majority black district out of seven seats in the state where black residents make up more than a quarter of the population. Home prices in the U.S. climbed to a record high as the market bounces back, making up and gaining on 2022's losses. A national gauge of prices rose for a sixth straight month, increasing 0.6% in July from June. This year's gains have offset the 5% decline in prices from last year's peak when the market was slowing. It's now at 5.3%. The growing number of homes up for resale in August is still down from a year earlier, according to Realtor.com. The group says they expect that number to go up as prices go up. From the OOPS Department, Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau's government urged the Speaker of the House of Commons to resign this morning. Uh, Here's what happened. Apparently, they invited a man who fought for a Nazi military unit during World War II to attend a speech by the Ukrainian president. Just after Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky delivered an address in the House of Commons on Friday, Canadian lawmakers gave 98-year-old Vyaroslav Hunka a standing ovation when Speaker Anthony Rhoda drew attention to him. Rhoda introduced Hunka as a war hero who fought for the 1st Ukrainian Division. Yeah, the problem is the 1st Ukrainian Division was also known as the Waffen SS. Oh, we all know what the SS was <laughs> a, a voluntary unit that was under the command of the Nazis. 
Trudeau said to reporters, it's a good thing Speaker Rota apologized personally. I'm sure he's reflecting now on the dignity of the House going forward. Canadian Health Minister Mark Holland called it incredibly embarrassing. David McCallum, the Scottish-born actor who became a surprise sensation as the enigmatic Russian spy Ilya Kuryakin on The Man from U.N.C.L.E. in the 1960s and found television stardom again almost 40 years later on the hit series NCIS, died on Monday in Manhattan. He was 90 years old. McCallum trained at the Royal Academy of Dramatic Art in London, an experienced actor when he got the part of playing Ilya Kuryakin in 1964. He played opposite Robert Vaughn, who played Napoleon Solo in The Man from U.N.C.L.E., a tongue-in-cheek series about secret agents working for the fictional United Network Command for Law and Enforcement. Isn't it amazing Writers, how many Cold War television shows there were? Yes. Are inspired by, like this mm -hmm. one, and Man from now, U.N.C.L.E. Um, Bob and Ray were on that show, right, back in the vaudeville days? No, was that no. Anyway, John, I interrupted you. I'm sorry. No, that was the That's Barbershop right. Quartet. I don't. I don't mind your interruptions as much as the other clowns. Right. So, uh, wow. So, somewhat to McCallum's annoyance, he also became a sex symbol uh, with his beetle haircut and his trademark black turtleneck. He was a magnet for teenage fans. Uh, back in 2003, he took the part of bespectacled and eccentric medical examiner Donald Mallard, better known as Ducky, on NCIS. He remained with that show, which consistently ranked in the Nielsen Top Ten for two decades. In fact, he was still a member of his cast at the uh, member of the cast, excuse me, at the time of his death. I always have remembered the name Ilya Kuryakin for Why? some reason. I don't yeah. know. That's so who he played. Unique name. My my favorite name is Dikembe Mutombo. That's a basketball. I know. Player. It's not, it's just one of my favorite names. Foreign names. I don't know what that has to do with. He was. Uh, well, you we're talking Iliad, about. But no. he was. That's in reference to a fellow who just died. That's a, that's who David McCallum played. Well, you confessed one of your favorite names that you remember, and I confessed one of my favorite names. I didn't I say it was one of my favorite <laughs> names that I remembered. Yes. I said I've always remembered the role he played, Ilya Kuryakin. Right. And you come up with an NBA player. The great player. Big feet. still alive. It's Dikembe good Dikembe Mutombo. Good, good stuff, fellas. Good stuff. <laughs> Thanks, Kamala. Martin Scorsese is urging filmmakers to save cinema. He wants them to do that by fighting comic book movie culture. The filmmakers... I actually with agree with this. Absolutely. Enough with the Marvel no. nonsense. Yes. My oh, God yes. in heaven. I haven't seen one of them. Scorsese is revisiting the topic of comic book movies in a new profi a profile for GQ magazine. Despite facing intense blowback from filmmakers, actors, and the public for his 2019 comments that were pretty much the same, sliming the Marvel Cinematic Universe films, he's still calling for them to be in theme parks rather than in movies. I mean, enough with the Marvel Spider-Man trilogy, whatever it is, nonsense. My God. The danger, he says, is uh, what it's doing to the culture of film because there are going to be generations who think this is what movies are. Uh, his forthcoming film, Killers of the Flower Moon, has been on Scorsese's wish list for several years based on David Grand's 2017 nonfiction book of the same name. Uh, the film tells the story of the murders of the Osage Nation members by white settlers in 1920s. A fascinating book, if you hadn't read it, I read it about three, four years ago. Uh, apparently, they found a bunch of oil under the reservation, and the natives became rich, and white folks started marrying the natives. And then they'd start killing the natives' family because the only way you could get the oil rights was by having uh, no heirs except you. So, so you kill the mother-in-law. Yeah, mother-in-law, brother, sister, 
Send him to know. the train station. Does he yep. have his usual suspect, uh, usual suspects as his cast? Brad Pitt, not Niro, Brad Pitt, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, Leonardo, uh, uh, yep. De, Niro. De Niro, Nicholson. Yep. Isn't Jack Nicholson? No, Nicholson's, Nicholson's in, uh, no. eating ice cream out of the moon or something. <laughs> he's, uh, yeah, he's, John, which I, one's your favorite Marvel he's got movie? A bib on. Justice League, uh, Batman. Justice League is DC. Batman is DC. Chris, see there. Two different companies, Marvel oh. and DC. Well, this Flower Moon one it sounds like something I might want to see. Yeah, you should read the book. That well, you don't like the really like historical kind of books, do you? Well, no, I do, John. Okay. I, I well, every time I bring one up, you say I tried to read it. I got through. I want to learn something. You know, it's his Peter Pan reading level, John. <laughs> wow, <laughs> I wasn't going there, Joe. <laughs> anyway, at age sixteen, anyway. Mutombo started playing basketball. <laughs> Came to uh, the United States in 87 at the age of 21 to enroll in college. He spoke almost no English when he arrived at Georgetown and studied in the ESL program. He is now worth 75 million bucks. That's 75. a success story. He wanted to be a, a, a doctor. Holy moly. He's so awkward. Oh, being 7 2, you are awkward, yes. Yeah. Chris, I want you to name a superhero and I'll tell you what universe they come from. Really? Ant Man. Ant Man. Ant-Man comes from Marvel. Are you kidding me? Come on. Wonder Woman. Marvel comic book. Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman comes from DC. It was Recliner DC Man. It's the 30s. Re Superman. Recliner Man. Superman's DC, <laughs> Joe. That came from the DC. Manure Man. Yeah. Tur Man. Alexandria. Manure Man came from. <laughs> Alexandria. John, do you have any more news? Well, I got a lot, sure. Sure. Well, I don't want uh -huh. a lot. I mean, do you have any more? Yeah, sure. Want a uh -huh. funny one? I can give you a funny one. Sure. How's that? Let's close with a funny one. This is funny. A man is facing multiple charges after he was accused of running a dental office in the back of a convenience store in Massachusetts. That's a tough one. I'll take a Kit Kat bar, give me a Diet Pepsi, <laughs> and I need a filling. 64-year-old Juan Munoz was arrested in connection with the illegal operation. That's being not right. Right. Being conducted at the Alternativa convenience store in Milford, Massachusetts. The police chief there, Robbie Tucino, said Munoz's dental operation was discovered uh, when they did a routine inspection of the store. Milford police said the proprietor of the convenience store rented a room in the rear of the store to Munoz, who provided multiple dental services without a license, including examinations, tooth extractions, anesthetics, and cleanings. According to Tucino, Munoz is an Ecuadorian national who has no license to practice dentistry or medicine of any kind in the United States of America. He's been charged with unauthorized practice of medicine and authorized practice of dentistry. Yeah, but for all we know, he was a dentist in, 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 in Ecuador. Yeah, Ecuador. Oh, yeah. They have good, different good dentists in Ecuador. Street creds for, yeah. you know. I bet he was cheaper than a regular dentist, yeah. too. Yeah. There's any indication that he did a poor job of this? Uh, they just said... Uh, it sounds like they, discrimination to me. I don't oh, think there was a lot of God. informal polling. I'm, going the way out. I'm seeing a guy that you could trade him stuff for his services, like yeah. a sack of potatoes yeah. or... Yeah, they'll some, get you yeah. cleaning. Yeah. Ecuador. Those guys are short, aren't they? Yeah. Ecuador? Yeah, they are. They are. <laughs> are they? Yeah. Not like Matumbo. And they got the, like the Larry Moe and Curly haircuts. Uh, yeah, they got... Uh, uh, some of them do have the bad haircuts. Uh, Moe. They got the Moe haircut. <laughs> Mo yeah. You know, where it's a bowl. I noticed Damn. you got the free-flowing locks cut, about? huh? You got a little haircut there? Yeah. Yeah, looking, looking good. 
<laughs> Looking good. Looking good. Uh-huh. Jeez. <laughs> that forehead is migrating, isn't it? Yeah. Goodbye. Yeah. See ya. Yeah. Thanks, That's going to do it for today. No, I have things I want to discuss. Okay. Well, my stinger's not working, so I got to figure. Well, let me jump in. Yeah, you yeah please do. About that? I can jump in. I can throw you some Minnesota Masonic charities because Minnesota Masonic. Yeah, I'm glad that you <laughs> asked me about it because since 2006, several long-standing charities of Minnesota Masonry combined to create one umbrella organization. That's MMC, Minnesota Masonic Charities. The people that they help from young to old, all throughout their life. And if you're in the middle of your life and you're in school, scholarships. If you're toward the end, they've got a great place where you can, with dignity, just live out the rest of your life. And if you have some problems with the communications early on, they've got an excellent place where children learn how to communicate. The whole place wrapped up into one is wonderful. They do great work. Go to their website, mnmasoniccharities.org. That's mnmasoniccharities.org to learn more. When we come back, uh, sharpen your pencils. There will be a quick test today. Damn it. Yep. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system. Okay. The earth is not your mother. The Joe Suchere Show. A team from Columbia University, that would be in New York, analyzed hospital rates in New York State from 1995 to 2014 and found an increase in alcohol and drug abuse. Why? What reason did they give for this increase in drug and alcohol Give abuse. me the years again. 1995 to 2014. Increasing temperature mm. of the globe. Oh, they did yeah. not go globe climate change. Climate change. Warmer weather has encouraged oh, people to God drink more sick. and uh, in comfortable warm days you take more drugs. So climate oh. change is even on the hook for this. Now. I did not wow. see that coming. I didn't yeah. see that coming. Apparently Kenny did. Researchers suggested that alcohol-related visits may be driven by people's tendency to consume more substances in pleasant outdoor weather (laughs) and more perspiring, (laughs) leading to dehydration. That is so Hmm. stupid. So so wait a minute. Check this out. They're calling it pleasant outdoor weather. Yeah. Where's the catastrophic part? Well, it's a nice day. You got to get your stumble on if you want to truly enjoy it. For other drug use, including cannabis, cocaine, opioids, and sedatives, higher temperatures also resulted in more hospital visits, but only up to a limit of 65.8 degrees Fahrenheit. Are you kidding me? I'm firing everybody who took part in this Ah. research. You have that kind of power? The study, uh, yes, they do. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> the study authors note that their study may underestimate the link between temperature rise and substance abuse because the most severe disorders may have resulted in deaths 
before a hospital visit was possible. So in other words, it's, it's we contend more people are affected by this climate change than, than we can tell you because some of them died. And also... I, I think it's interesting how they just took a normal study that to me sounds like when it's nice out, people like to party, and yeah. they turned it into a climate thing. And the climate and climate change has, in my eyes, has nothing to do with it. It's a nice day. Let's get loaded. That's what the study says. Thank you. We You're also welcome. know. Need anything else from me or can I go now? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. We, we also know that the eyes of urban birds are shrinking. The eyes of urban birds are shrinking. Why They're are we ready? They're already beady, right? Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. They're because larger eyes, so I guess they're evolving away from that. Larger eyes are more prone to being blinded by the glare of city lights. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Last month, the Biden administration banned the sale of safer and more affordable incandescent light bulbs, despite ongoing warnings from environmental and health experts. Isn't that a great example of Sensum's razor right there? Hmm. We know better than you. We, right. We, we got a simple thing like a light bulb, but we're going to take so many other things into consideration that we end up screwing the light bulb issue. Fuck, I'm telling you, the birds are going blind. I'm telling you, hey, can I smell your hair? Oh. <laughs> That's Joe Biden on the... Uh, on the megaphone. On the line. Last month, the Biden administration banned the sale of safer and more affordable incandescent light bulbs despite ongoing warnings from environmental and health experts, including the American Medical Association, about LED bulbs, especially for use in street lights. Studies continue to reveal that blue light from LED bulbs and other sources is biologically and, and environmentally harmful. In regards to birds, two species may become extinct because of Ooh. outdoor LED lights. Well, then we'll get ones with bigger eyes. You get no smaller eyes. No, the ones that die with the small eyes are gone. Then we'll get new ones. Yeah, I'm just telling you, these birds are in trouble now. Well, everybody's heard about the birds. <laughs> <laughs> that would be the trash men. Uh huh. What are your thoughts about the new headlights, Joe? We've never discussed this. I hate them. So do I. They're too, too bright. Way yeah. too bright. Yeah. Call me now. <laughs> we take a headlight. <laughs> uh. Uh, birds. I've had... Incandescent? What are you thinking? <laughs> hey, hey. I've had great owls. Oh, great owl noises the past few nights. Who? Owls. <laughs> You suck. <laughs> I can't believe he answered that. Oh, Matthew, that Quit was Quit asking wonderful. me questions where okay. the answer traps me. Got it, got 15 it. minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Yep, everybody knows that. Well, did you know that some owls aren't that wise? Don't forget I'm having brunch with Megan tomorrow. Who? Megan, my coworker. Who? 
Seriously, you've met her like three times. Who? <laughs> Geico. Yep. Oh. Only because they come to us. <laughs> See, it's funny because he's yeah. an owl, but yet he's oh. a dude, so he really doesn't know. He's not so paying any attention. Two, two different angles. It's funny from two different. Yeah. You know, I. Uh, oh. I, I thought it was exciting to Ooh. to have owls in the yard. Yeah. Yeah. Because I rarely see them. And to know that they're about gives me great comfort. Have you ever okay. seen one tear a chipmunk apart? No, but it's, I'd be willing to. It's the most delightful thing yeah. you can witness. Yeah. You know what you need. Well, we had that owl not at the state fair. Yes, we this did. Oh, and I held it. Cool. Yes. You did. You need a trail cam. Yeah. I have one. I just hadn't been set up yet. It just shows my... the back of the shed. Oh. It's oh. just pointed at the back of the shed and is up two feet away. I don't still in the box. The right, right. Don't set that thing up in the closet in your bedroom, no. okay? Oh, it, it wouldn't capture anything. Right. <laughs> oh. On this day. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Big show tomorrow. Yeah, we said Frank's coming in. Just sending out a tweet right now. Frank Caliendo. Neat. I'm okay. excited. Because tomorrow night he's at Acme. The last time we had him in studio was the rookie Frank competition, wasn't right. it? Hey, when he said he call, he told the people that he wanted to be on Garage Logic, was he referring to the Acme people? I yeah. think so. I'm and sure. Because they, they have they no have... bleeping clue who we are. Right. Well, Malcolm, they know who we are, but it's just we don't. Uh, put in every comic that they have, so we're not on their radar constantly. Didn't the Bernard show used to have? Uh, I think did, he still does. Yeah. Don't don't the guests at Acme always stop at his place first? I think so. Maybe. Yes. Yeah. 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 He's got a great relationship with them. Only because they come to us all the way from the traveling Lymans, who are in Eden Prairie. Who? <laughs> on this day, uh, Joe. Today is September twenty sixth in eighteen sixty two. Uh, the Dakota people who had opposed the 1862 war gained control, gained control of 269 white captives, and released them to General H, uh, General Henry H. Sibley at a location later marked by Camp Release Monument in Lacquiparl County. Okay, the lake that speaks. Lake, Lake of the Woods, Laquaparl, Lake, We're going to erase Sibley from the history books, so yeah. never mind. In that. 1992, on this day, uh, September 2 6, the Minnesota Vietnam Veterans Memorial was dedicated in St. Paul. Welcome home, boys. I've seen the traveling wall a few times. Well, I've seen the real wall in Washington, D.C., yes. too. Yeah. I've seen fire and I've seen rain. <laughs> Have you? Well, they, how, uh, how did you run into him? Because I thought you were never going to see him again. I thought it would never end. And I got drunk. Thank you, GLers. Is that in this one? <laughs> wow. Yeah. Not sure how to follow that. But if you'll follow me to YouTube, you can subscribe to Garage Logic for free. Zip on over to garagelogic.com to. Sign up for the town council. Not much. It's peanuts. Ten bucks a month or a hundred dollars a year to eavesdrop on us. To be the the um, what's the camera? 
spy trail cam, camera. Trail trail cam. Cam. Yeah, it's an audio trail cam where you can spy Bedroom on us cam. while we Wife are cam. prepping for the show oh in between the breaks and post show. Super Chuck easy. Berry cam. Garage Logic Town Council. I don't know a Berry. And check out Barry at garagelogic.com. We don't have any Barry products available, but there's some pretty good Garage Logic stuff. Very nice. I don't know a Barry. <laughs> it is time once again that we pick up that phone. We make that call to our guy, Mr. Money Talk. Josh Arnold is with us once again here in Garage Logic. And now's the time for you to do the same. So do not delay. Do exactly what I did. Pick up that phone and dial 952-925-5608. That number once again is 952-925-5608. You call that number, you get Josh. And you will always get straight talk. You will never get sugar-coated advice. And Josh is there for, for you once again for that free, yes, I said free, 48-minute financial consultation. And he's on the line with us here once again in Garage Logic. And boy, Josh, it finally happened. It finally happened. And you're going to want to know what finally happened. Did the markets fall apart with all of the negative news that has been prevailing the month of September as we're in the middle of a normal, in my estimation, pullback in the market that that typically happens three to four times a year where the market pulls back five to 10% on numerous reasons, whether it be worries about earnings, whether it be worries about world affairs, whether it be worries about semiconductors or technology companies falling shy of earnings estimates, or whether it be a culmination of several factors. And right now, the wall of worry continues to increase. You have the continued concern about the Federal Reserve and raising interest rates. Yes, they did not do that at this past meeting that happened last week. But there is the bet that at the next meeting in November, the Fed is going to raise short-term interest rates 25 basis points. And the Fed has continued with their mantra of higher rates for longer to quell continued inflation. The other disappointment to many was that the Fed was not going to be cutting interest rates four times next year, but only twice. Now, you could look at that and say, oh, that is bad overall because if interest rates are higher, that could slow down housing. It could slow down the economy. It could cause many companies to rethink their expansion plans with the cost of money a lot higher this year than it was, we'll say, two years ago. Yet the opposite view could also be taken. The economy and markets are actually in better shape than had been previously thought. I'll leave that up to economists to debate. I'll stick with focusing on individual stocks. Another worry for the market in general is higher oil prices. Though that has not translated to higher oil stock prices, with the exception of oil services companies, which have been on fire, like Transocean, Tidewater, Valero, Noble, but has not affected or has not moved up energy and production companies at the same rate. So well. Uh, oil is up 30% in price over the last three months. Oil stocks are only up a fraction of that. Another worry in the market, of course, is the UAW strike. And now we've got a president and a former president going to Detroit to talk up the strikers. 
doesn't anybody uh, realize that the cause of some of their problems is still coming from the government with government mandates to reduce internal combustion engines and move to electric vehicles. You don't need as many, many workers to put together the electric vehicles. And as this mandate follows through, in my estimation, a good half of those workers in the UAW could be without jobs within the next five years. And if I were to look at or listen to executives from the big three automakers, in particular CEO of Ford, who has stated that currently they're losing in excess of $50,000 for each EV sold. That does not bode well for the continued operation of those companies, but it does bode well for an electric vehicle manufacturer like Tesla as an example. And then there's the last big wall of worry, government shutdown. And here, a lot of blame to pass around on that one should it happen. Unnecessary, to say the least. So plenty of worry. And we're not even touching the fear that corporate earnings might slide when companies start reporting in the next few weeks. That said, here's what you might be waiting for. Finally, finally, the uh, FTC filed their suit supported by 17 state attorneys general against Amazon as a monopolist. Suit says that Amazon is illegally maintaining monopoly power, particularly over third-party sellers, and changes need to be made. And they're particularly going after, I will say, Amazon's third-party selling platform, as well as Prime and Prime memberships, which are part of that. This is going to be a long, drawn-out deal, but in my estimation, Amazon is not a monopolist. Far from it, and there are many competitors and many alternative alternative places that third-party sellers can go, whether it's Shopify, whether it's eBay, whether it's now TikTok or Facebook. There are many alternative sources for third-party sellers, or if they'd like, they can go try to compete at Walmart. I think this is just another attempt by government agencies, not only here in the United States, but in, in Europe as well, to go after large, successful companies and accuse them of monopolistic practices when it's really not there. So now that this is out and Amazon stock is down from a recent high of $143 to $127 and change, in my estimation, with a lot of potential that is out there, Amazon, I'll say if Amazon is broken up as a result of this suit, well, that might be three parts of the company, and those three parts could be worth a lot more than the current price. I am a buyer of Amazon on this news. Before we go go on, I've got to give a caveat. This might Amazon might not be suitable for all investors, so please contact your financial advisor before you make a move. Very good advice, Mr. Money Talk. Well, you heard him, GLers. Now's the time for you to pick up the phone and make the call for that free, yes, I said free, 48-minute financial consultation by dialing 952-925-5600. 
1-800-227-6608, where you're always going to get straight talk and never, ever sugar-coated advice. Josh, once again, thank you so much for the time and the chat. Have a great rest of your day, and we'll talk to you again on Thursday. Thanks. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Chris Reavers is a paid endorser.